Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Jacksonville Jaguar mascot tryouts, it's the Fort Inches Show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, uh, the Cowboys, they're, they're killing me here. They keep finding ways <laughs> to win when uh, you know, everything looks like it's uh, going to go against them. But uh, that was an impressive win against the Texans last week. Yeah, that was that was something. I obviously uh, they seem to be really into the flair for the dramatics lately, which I don't know how much I appreciate. But if they keep winning games, I guess I'll get used to if it. If they win, you this, appreciate it. If they don't, then you don't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, let's see how this that. week goes before before we get too excited about their prospects. I think. So before we go any further, I owe you a big Sherpa apology for last week, or at least some crow eating, because we were talking about the New England-Cincinnati game, and I predicted that that it would be a lopsided game, and sure enough, it was. I just happened to get the the team, the winning team, wrong in that game. So, but it's yeah, okay. I think you picked you picked New England by two goal. I picked Cincinnati by two touchdowns, and you were much closer to the pin than I was on that one. It still didn't make me all that close to the pin. It just was, I could see the pin from where it was. Yeah, no. Uh, what do you think, though? Was that um, is that a sign of New England waking up, waking up the sleeping giant, or was that just the last gasp of a, a dying empire? What do you think? I mean, I I can fully agree. I think the empire is on the decline. I'm not sure if I'm ready to declare it dead just yet, because as long as Tom Brady's there, granted, especially from our perspective as fantasy people, uh, he hasn't been great this year, but I still think that that's a team and an organization that knows how to win and how to will a team to win, and I don't think we've seen the last of the Patriots. I still think they're going to be a contending team. Okay, and then some other interesting news from the past week. Of course, the... uh, Jacksonville Jaguars mascot got in a bit of hot water this week holding up a terrible towel in the game against Pittsburgh and implying that towels carry Ebola and getting himself in all sorts of trouble. And then we had the uh, laser pointing incident in Detroit where some Yuts, you know, Lions fans supposedly bragging about aiming a laser in uh, Kyle Orton's eyes, but uh, apparently it didn't do much good. No, obviously they're not that good at it, even if they are. It's That's stupid. Come on, guys. Yeah, like, let's, now, let's grow up a little bit here. <laughs> I guess now instead of practicing with loud music, you know, teams are going to have to start practicing with people pointing lasers <laughs> in their eyes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you got to be ready for the elements, whatever those elements are, I guess. Ebola, right, laser rain, pointers, rain, whatever's snow, from lasers. your way. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that would be interesting. So, anyway, we've got a pretty full slate this week. We've got 15 games. The only two teams off are the Chiefs and the Saints. So, other than Drew Brees and Jamal Charles, you're probably not going to be missing a lot from uh, these teams fantasy-wise this week. But uh, any injuries catch your eye this past week? Uh, The one that's impacting my life the most right now is Monte Ball. Uh, I have him on several of my teams, and it looks like he's going to be out three weeks with a groin injury. I'm not excited about it, but Ronnie Hillman probably is, who looks like he's going to get the start in his place. What about you? What's what's ruining your fantasy team right now? (laughs) Well, you know, Zach Stacey's hurt, you know, just from a Giants perspective. Rashad Jennings going out for several weeks is going to – make a difference, but who knows, maybe that gives Andre Williams a chance to shine. Yeah, Calvin Johnson obviously not doing so well there. There's talk he might sit out a game. Cordero Patterson, you know, left. You know, Jimmy Graham left the game and then of course hopefully our Jimmy your Graham friend, will be okay after the bye week. Yeah, hopefully. And then uh, Alex Henry got cut yet again, so it's been a tough mostly because time he was him. terrible. <laughs> well, oh for three, yeah, that'll get you cut. And then uh, Matt Prater was signed by the Lions, so hopefully nobody will point any lasers in his eye at Minnesota this week. But, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff going on. You know, who knows who the Arizona quarterback is going to be this week. Tennessee things are up in the air at this mm-hmm. point. Yeah, there's 
a lot of, I mean, Austin Davis is somebody that really caught my eye the way he led that comeback against the Eagles. You could say they shouldn't have been down 34 to 7, but on the other hand, yeah, he brought them back and you know, it was a drop pass away from actually winning that game. So lots of interesting newcomers as the season goes along. Yeah, I, I was, we're going to see some new faces this week, that's for sure, and uh, hopefully they'll be able to help you fill some holes for underperforming or injured players. So how do people get in touch with us if they want to partake in all the frivolity and, and fun? Well, I don't know how they could resist, so we have a whole plethora of ways for them to get a hold of us. Uh, the easiest, probably calling, that's 347-989-8088. Again, that's 347-989-8088. You can always tweet us at the number 4THNInchesShow, and we're also on uh, our personal Twitter accounts at Fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. I think you can guess who's whose. You can also email us at the number 4THNInchesShow at gmail.com, and you can find us all week long at Fantasy Football Sherpa, uh, the fan page on Facebook, and FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And, of course, the chat room's open on the website where you can find links to everything there as well. So whole bunch of ways. Feel free if you have questions, you need help with your lineup, you just want to say what's up, we're here. <laughs> so here's a question that popped into my head today and getting ready for the show. Some players that have been underperforming, owners lose patience with them and throw them on the waiver wire. A friend of mine showed me a leak today where Tory Smith who was picked in the sixth round of most, you know, twelve team leagues would had been jettisoned and was on the waiver wire. You think that's a good move, a bad move, or where do you stand on that? Um, I think it's it's going to vary depending on your league and your team. Tory Smith, I maybe wouldn't have cut the cord quite so fast, uh, especially because I'm going to start him this week. But if you want to drop him so I can pick him up by all means, uh, I know there were people who were dropping Tom Brady. Uh, I thought that was a little premature. ESPN declared him dead last week. That's, I mean, more power to you guys, but I'm not ready to ESPN, Yahoo, several others too. Right, and then look what happened. So for me, it's going to depend. If someone's out there that you're going to pick up is going to have uh, close to a similar ceiling, go for it. But if you're you know, dropping Tom Brady in favor of maybe going for Austin Davis the rest of the way. I don't know if I'd necessarily want to make that straight-up trade. But, again, it's going to depend on who's out there. Yeah, that's that's a – I mean, I have him in one league, and I admit I did not start him this past week because I was kind of down on him. But you know, I, I certainly wasn't going to cut him like up Joe Flacco to start, and that didn't work out so well, but you know, I just... People are... There there are a large number of people who really did cut Tom Brady, and there are some very happy people competing against him in their league this week. Yeah, that's that's for sure. So, why don't we get right to the games then, and take a look at um, the 15-game lineup that we have here for week six. So let's start off with the Thursday night game. I know you love Thursday night games. Yet another divisional rivalry game. This week we've got Indianapolis going down to Houston. And this, on paper, I don't really see this being a close game. I think Indianapolis is going to be able to run and pass the ball against Houston. Houston, I don't think, is going to be able to pass against Indianapolis. So I think that all adds up to a, a two-touchdown win for Indianapolis. I'll say Indianapolis 35, Houston 21. I think this is actually the first Thursday night game I am interested in watching. <laughs> um, this, I think, is going to be closer than you do. I think that Houston's probably still going to lose this game, but I think they're going to do it in a more respectable fashion, maybe only by a touchdown. I'm not really sure what's giving me that feeling other than my gut. Could possibly be my dinner tonight. I don't know. But I just feel like too much weird stuff happens on Thursdays, uh, and we've had a million blowouts already this this season. So let's do something different and actually have a sort of close game that's watchable. So I think that's what we're going to get this week. 
I will be starting Andrew Luck, Ahmad Bradshaw. I like Trent Richardson more as a flex option this week. I will start Reggie Wayne, T.Y. Hilton, but I'm staying away from both Dwayne Allen and Cody Fleener. This tight end duo doesn't really work for me when they're both healthy. I really just needed to be one or the other because they're taking away from Yeah, from it would be nice if they were one person, healthy. but that's not going to yeah. happen. No, so. and when they're both healthy, it's just really cramping my style here. So I'm going to say sit both of them. They're going to be way better tight end matchups this week. I am going to start uh, the kicker and uh, kicker out of military and the defense, though. So for Houston, I like running back Arian Foster a lot. I like wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, second quarterback for me. Andre Johnson, he's somebody that I, uh, I he's another hard one to get a read on. Is it just age or injuries or what's going on with him? I don't think he's the best receiver in Houston anymore. I think DeAndre Hopkins mm-hmm. is usurped him there. I, I think maybe he's a flex option at this point, but you know, maybe like Tom Brady, you don't go cutting him quite yet, but you know, if I saw somebody like you know, Torrey Smith, who's much younger and healthier out there and has a better quarterback, I'd be tempted to make that move. But uh, let's let's keep him as a flex option for this week. Garrett Graham, I think, is okay as a flex. In a defense, I wouldn't start, and I'd also stay away from kicker Randy Bullock. All right. We'll see uh, who ends up being right or closer to the pin, if you will, next week. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so now on to the Sunday games. The first one we've got Sunday afternoon, a good division rivalry game. We've got the upstart Cleveland Browns, who are surprising some people uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers, who didn't look too convincing in losing to ja- in, in beating people. Jacksonville last week and looked even less convincing in losing to Tampa Bay the week before. But uh, now they're on the road at the dog pound. This is a—I think this is the first time the two teams have played each other twice this season. Because as I recall, they played in the opening week of the season. And you know, uh, but this—I think—I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense in this game. I think Cleveland is going to be able to pull this out on the strength of their running game, the three-headed monster, the Ben Tate and Terrence West and Isaiah Crowell, but. I'll say that Cleveland wins this game in a high-scoring match. I'll go Cleveland 35, Pittsburgh 31. Yeah, I, I was thinking Cleveland by three. Four probably will work, but I think Cleveland's going to pull this one out, especially at home. That stadium can get a little crazy from time to time. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if we get a Johnny Manziel sighting, but I just this Pittsburgh team does not really look overwhelming in any facet of their game. Like you said, they got upset by Tampa Bay. They didn't look particularly impressive against Jacksonville last week. It's not like they really blew them out. Uh, and just this Cleveland team really doesn't know that they're not supposed to be winning games, it seems like. They just come in there and they scrap together some wins, and I think that's what's going to happen this week. Fantasy-wise, you still got some value here for the Steelers because, like you said, this is going to be more a track meet than a defensive uh AFC North uh, matchup that we're used to, but I am still going to start Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell. LeGarrette Blunt could be an interesting flex option for you this week. I do like Antonio Brown and Marcus Wheaton. Tight end Heath Miller I'm going to go ahead and start this week. I hadn't the last few, but I'm staying away from the defense for sure and kicker Sean Sweezum. So for Cleveland, I like quarterback Brian Hoyer a lot. You know, he really seems to have um, firmed up his hold on the job there. I don't think he has anything to worry about from Johnny Manziel this year. And Ben Tate, I like him. Miles Austin, Andrew Hawkins, good to start. Jordan Cameron, still bothered by his injury. If he's well enough to play, you know, I think he's someone you would start. Uh, Isaiah Crowell, Terrence West, more flex options for me. I would not start the defense, but I would start kicker Billy Condiff. All right. All right. So, moving on, I think with this game, I'm pretty sure we're going to disagree on here. So, we've got Green Bay at Miami. I know you like both of these teams. Miami's defense playing surprisingly well this year. Green Bay's not so surprisingly not so well. I just don't think I think Miami is going to be able to run and pass on Green Bay. Green Bay, I don't think is going to have much 
luck passing on Miami. They should be able to run, but when all is said and done, I think it comes down to a close game, relatively low scoring. I'll pick Miami to win this on a last-minute field goal. I'll say Miami 24, Green Bay 21. I have it more Green Bay 27, Miami 24. I think that the Miami defense doesn't get enough credit, and I think they are going to stifle this Packers offense. I just think that Green Bay is going to be able to edge them out when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter. But I think this will be one of the better, I say morning, but early games um, of Sunday. Morning somewhere. It is morning somewhere. But it won't be morning in Miami, that's for sure. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, Eddie Lacy, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. I'm okay starting all of them. Uh, I'm staying away from the plethora of tight ends. I think Andrew Corliss is the winner in the clubhouse right now, but they're just not going to be worth it for you. I am starting the defense, but saying no to kicker Mason Crosby, he's not going to have enough opportunity to score your points this week. So for Miami, as I said before, I think they'll be able to run the ends throw the ball on Green Bay's defense. I would go out on a limb and start quarterback Ryan Tannehill this week, running back Lamar Miller, wide receiver Mike Wallace. Brian Hartline, not so keen on him, maybe a flex play. Tight end Charles Clay, okay, as a flex option. Um, Defense for Miami I think is good to start, and uh, kicker Caleb Sturgis is, is okay as well. All right, I can live with that. So next we go on to Jacksonville at Tennessee. And here's a question for you. Is Jacksonville just so bad that losing to them becomes a fireable offense now? Uh, it might be, yeah. It just, it's not, Jacksonville's not only just bad, but they're also pretty decimated with injuries at the same time. So it's yeah, sort of like, it's, they're, they're, if this were soccer, they'd be relegated to college football at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's not great for them. <laughs> no, and yeah, it's just the running game. You know, they have no running game to speak of. You know, they I think Storm nope. Johnson was their leading carrier last week, which you know, wasn't even a blowout. Great game if you were a weatherman. So. Not so much uh, translating to the NFL, though. No, no, but. We'll see what happens here. You know, Tennessee, they obviously blew that big lead against Cleveland and lost. That's still kind of hard to believe. You could blow a 28-3 to yeah. lead to Cleveland, but they managed to do it. But I, I think they'll rebound this week. And, you know, assuming they have a quarterback who's healthy enough, Jake Locker or Charlie Whitehurst, I think it's a little bit early for a Zach Mecklenburg uh, sighting, but that may come sooner than later. But um, I still think... Tennessee wins this by a couple of touchdowns. Jacksonville will score a little bit, but not enough to win. Jacksonville will lose this game 31-17. All right. I had 31-14. I think we're kind of on the same page here. Uh, it just It's hard to be Jacksonville right now. I think give them another two or three years, and they might be, they're going to be a respectable team, but it's just not happening this year. Blake Bortles is really like receivers. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that would help. <laughs> it's it's hard out there in Jacksonville right now. But I guess get excited for Blake Bortles. Really, you should only be starting him as a very desperate second quarterback option. Cecil Shorts and Allen Robinson, you can start. Uh, probably they shouldn't be your only wide receivers, but I think you'll get some points out of them. Someone's got to catch the ball. It's not going to be tight end Clay Harbor. Stay away from him. Don't start the defense. Don't start kicker Josh Scobie. Don't really start anybody else associated with this organization. So for Tennessee, I like Jake Locker if he's healthy enough to play this week with his wrist. Um, Sean Green and Bishop Sankey, like both of them, is starting options. Kendall Wright had a nice game. Nate Washington woke up last week. Even Justin Hunter got in on the action. So all three of those guys, I think, are good to start, and Delaney Walker, like him a lot, he's having a nice season for himself. Kicker mm-hmm. Ryan Suck Up is a good start, and I would also start the defense, so pretty much anybody that's affiliated with Everybody. Tennessee should be started this week. <laughs> yeah, just about the exact opposite of Jacksonville. Sounds about right. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. now we move on to 
Carolina at Cincinnati. This game's hard to get a read on, you know, especially Cincinnati. You know, what do you make of them after last Sunday night's game? I still think they're a good team that just happened to have a really bad game. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Carolina, yeah, I'm not so sure what's uh, you know, going on there, but you know, the running game especially is just really uh, complex. So, yeah, I'll go with uh, Cincinnati to win this 31-24. I can't disagree too much with that score. I'm sure I will find plenty of things to disagree about once we get into some of these later games. But Carolina and particularly Cam Newton just not looking awesome. I think part of that is the fact that the run game is basically non-existent. Uh, I think anyone in the state of North Carolina is eligible to play running back at this point, and that's not a good thing for an NFL team. Cincinnati did get embarrassed. They did blow that game, but it was also against Tom Brady and a Patriots team that needed to prove something. So I'm going to cut them a little slack on that, uh, and I think they're still going to be able to pull out a pretty sizable victory this week. For Carolina, Cam Newton, do not start him as your only quarterback. He's a second quarterback option only for me. I'll start Jonathan Stewart by proxy because he is the healthiest of the running backs, not to say he is actually all the way healthy. Kelvin Benjamin can be an all right start. Jericho Cotri is more of a flex option. I am going to start tight end Greg Olson. This is a rare occurrence, but Cam Newton kind of needs a security blanket right now. Uh, as we saw, Cincinnati is kind of vulnerable to the tight end. <laughs> it's just Rob Gronkowski did some things against them the other night. But I am staying away from the defense. Tim like you said, too. Yeah, Cincinnati's going to put some points up. Uh, but kicker Graham Gano could be an interesting start for you this week. I think he's going to get some field goal opportunities. So for Cincinnati, pretty much everyone on their uh... – <laughs> You know, roster is worth starting this week. I, I think Andy Dalton, I would start. You know, Giovanni Bernard is a good start. Be careful with A.J. Green. He's messed up his toe yeah. in practice the yeah, other day. Yeah, he got carted so, off the field today. Yeah, that, that might not be, you know, he's somebody to keep an eye on. If he's healthy enough to play, I would list him more as a flex option this week, not because I don't think he's really talented, but sort of like Calvin Johnson last week, you don't want to be left. Depending on a guy who's obviously injured, then so Mohamed Sanu probably the healthiest of their wide receivers. Marvin Jones, if he were healthy enough to play, he's also an okay start. Jermaine Gresham, more of a second tight end flex option. Kicker Mike Nugent is good to start, and I'd also roll with the Bengals defense too. All right, I, I mean, it's I don't think it's going to be a real pretty game. <laughs> I just, I don't no. See that no. So moving right along, we've got uh, the laser pointers, the Detroit Lions at Minnesota, and here's here's something for you. Um, who do you think you know, has a better running game so far this year, Buffalo with C.J. Spiller and Fred Jackson, or Minnesota with Matt Asiata? I I might go Minnesota right now. I just It's not even Matt close. Asiata. Minnesota's averaging 130 yards per game on the ground and Buffalo's averaging 106 yards per game on the ground. So that just goes to I don't know if it's show you in your perception way, versus but reality. As of now, yeah. Good for Matt Asiata though because we were both a little hesitant on him coming into the year, but I was more than a little hesitant. I was just outright down on him. I wasn't. I wouldn't want him. I wasn't wanting him anywhere near any fantasy team of mine. I I liked Jarek McKinnon more than I liked him, but that didn't work out quite the way that we thought it might. (laughs) He had one. Jarek McKinnon had one nice game two or three weeks ago, but uh, he's he's definitely not quite uh, in the mix to be their future back just yet. No, not yet. Who knows, but not this week at least. So how do you see this one playing out? Uh, I, I think it'll be close, but I, I think Minnesota's run game won't be quite enough to keep up with Detroit's passing game. So I'll say Detroit wins this 24-20. to 20. I get, Yeah, I mean, I could go either way on this. I think Detroit will probably edge it out, but not – it looks like they're not going to have Calvin Johnson, and even if they do, it's going to be a severely limited version. 
and I just I think that makes us a much more even playing field for Minnesota. They're at home. They need this win badly, but God, their offense looks pretty disjointed, to put it lightly, right now. So I'm still oh, going to take Detroit, but I, I think, think it'll, it'll be a different story with Teddy Bridgewater, but we'll see. I think so too, but at the same time, I I would like to see what happens before I put all my eggs in that basket. Um, but I think Detroit will edge him out probably by a field goal. I'm okay with starting Matt Stafford, Joyce Bell. Even Reggie Bush, uh, I am going to start Golden Tate this week. I'm high on him with Calvin Johnson kind of being down for the count right now. If Calvin Johnson plays, and knowing how he likes to go out there in any condition, uh, there's a good chance he won't be inactive this week, although that would be the smart thing to do. Probably best to either sit him or use him as a flex option at best. He's not going to give you the kind of points you need, especially – you know, as a number one wide receiver, so just tread lightly with that. Corey Fuller is a, more of a flex option for me. I am going to start tight end Eric Ebron, the defense, but not kicker Matt Prater, who's been there for about 10 minutes and may not even have a playbook yet. <laughs> so for me, um, for Minnesota, Teddy Bridgewater is the second quarterback if he starts. Christian Ponder is not a quarterback, even if he starts, or at least not a fantasy worthy quarterback. Matt Asiata, I would start Jarek McKinnon, uh, flex option if you're in a real deep league. Wide receiver-wise, I like Greg Jennings most of all. Cordero Patterson has been a disappointment to me. I've had him on a lot of teams. I'm certainly not going to cut him, but you know he's somebody that I'm thinking of more as a flex-type option right now rather than a, you know, a surefire wide receiver. Jarius Wright yeah. is okay to start in a much deeper league. Red Ellison, I would not start regardless of how deep my league is. And, you know, Blair Walsh should stay away from him this week, and the defense, I think, is, is okay to start because I think Detroit will win, but I don't see them scoring a ton of points, especially without, you know, Reggie Bush perhaps and uh, Calvin Johnson. Yeah, I think I think Bush has a better chance of playing than Calvin Johnson, but we'll see. All right, so moving right along, we've got Baltimore at Tampa Bay. Yeah. Tampa Bay, they just, yeah. I don't know. You know, one week they, they look like, you know, they're, you know, they're really awful against, you know, against the Falcons next week. They beat Pittsburgh. Yeah, I just. I, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with Baltimore. Maybe I'm a little higher on Baltimore than I should be, but I think they're pretty much going to have their way with Tampa. Tampa might muster a little bit of pass offense, but I think it all adds up to Baltimore, a fairly easy victory. I'll say Baltimore 34, Tampa 17. I think Baltimore is going to win this game. I think that I like some of the things Tampa Bay is doing. I like that offense a lot better with Mike Glennon as a quarterback than Josh McCown, but I just maybe I'm in the same boat as you. Maybe I'm I'm a lot higher on Baltimore, but I just think that overall they're the better team right now, and I think that's going to show, and they probably win by maybe 10 points. I don't know if I think it'll be more than that, but I think it'll be around 10. Fantasy-wise, start Joe Flacco, start Justin Forsett, start Torrey Smith, Steve Smith, pretty much anyone named Smith. Uh, I'm going to start Ted and Owen Daniels this week, the defense, and kicker Justin Tucker. So I'm pretty all in on Baltimore. As well you should be. Now, for Tampa Bay, Mike Lennon I would start more as a second quarterback, but I still think he's worth starting. Doug Martin, don't think this is a good week to start him, much less Bobby Rainey. Vincent Jackson mm. I like. You know, Mike Evans is probably – yeah, not well enough to play, or at least not play well, so I'd stay away. Robert Heron, I'd stay away. Lewis Murphy's caught touchdowns in two games in a row. He's sort of intriguing as a flex option. Austin Safari and Jenkins, tight end, I like him a lot, but he, does, you know, everybody thought he was going to have a, a breakout game last week. It didn't happen, so I wouldn't put all my um, eggs in that proverbial basket this week. So I'll say... Uh, Maybe as a flex option in the deeper league, I'd stay away from kicker Patrick Murray and the defense. Yeah, I just this is not going to be a game that I'm 
you know, watching intently. I watch parts of it, but if I had to pick one of the early games, it's going to be Green Bay, Miami, and probably our next game. Yeah, if you if you had an NFL red zone, you'd probably see even less of Jacksonville than most teams. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have red zone, and I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of Jacksonville happening here. Probably not. So, next game up is, I think, going to be a defensive struggle. You know, Buffalo should be able to run against New England. New England should be able to pass against Buffalo. Is Tom Brady back at full strength? I'm not sure if he's the Tom Brady that we've all grown to know and love or know and hate, depending on your fan affiliation over the years. True. But I think he'll get enough done. Maybe he'll keep working Tim right into the offense, and you know, who knows who's healthy enough to play for them. But And Stephen Ridley is a mystery. One week he looks like he should be a starting running back and running for 100 yards every week, and the next week you know, he you know, yeah. doesn't even get as much uh, yardage as, some of their other running backs. So, but I'll I'll say New England wins this, and I'll say twenty to thirteen. I don't I don't know if I'm totally on board with the defensive uh, struggle here. I think it's going to be a little more high scoring than that. Although I am good with starting the New England defense. I think New England wins. I think they win by ten points. I like Buffalo. I like Buffalo better with Kyle Orton under quarter, under center, but. I think that what we saw at the end of the game against Cincinnati is more of the Patriots that we're going to see this week. I think Tom Brady, I'm going to go ahead and say you can start, but honestly he's right at the edge of my rankings for being the only quarterback you start or being a second quarterback option. If you have the ability to start him as a second quarterback, I'd be much more comfortable with that, but it's not the worst matchup in the world either. I am going to start Stephen Ridley, Shane Vereen, more of a flex option for me, Julian Edelman and Rob Gronkowski, as well as the defense. I'm all good with starting, but I'm staying away from Stephen Goskowski and the rest of the receivers. All right, let me throw this out. If you have a choice this week between <clears throat> starting Tom Brady, Eli Manning, and Brian Hoyer, which one do you pick? Yikes. Um, probably Eli Manning is awful as that sounds. <laughs> no, I, I'd probably say uh, Manning, Hoyer, and Brady in that option, in that I order. I think that would be my order as well. Um, but it's just, it's hard to say, yeah, I'm going to sit Tom Brady against a Buffalo defense that, yes, is better than a lot you're going to face, but I just, after seeing what he can do last week, I'm not ready to put him on my bench yet. So, as far as Buffalo goes, Kyle Orton, maybe a second you know, quarterback in a much deeper league. Fred Jackson, I'd probably leave him on the bench this week. C.J. Spiller, start him. Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, more flex options for me. Scott Chandler, I just don't think they're going to be able to pass enough to make him worthwhile. I would start the defense, but I'd stay away from kicker Dan Carpenter. Mm, okay. All right, now we go to the the battle of the quarterbacks. Not really. And we've got Denver <laughs> at the Jets. We'll probably have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and one of the worst quarterback situations in the league you know, on yeah. display in the same game. But yeah, I, the Jets' defense, in spite of giving up 31 points to San Diego last week, I, I still think they're going to keep Denver reasonably in check, especially with Monte Ball. Out, you know, I'm not sure Ronnie Hillman really adds that much to the run game, and we already know the pass game is pretty good. But yeah, you know, you know, it's hard to pick against Peyton Manning, and I'm not going to do it. But I think the Jets will be able to run enough against Denver to keep this close. So I'll say Denver 27, Jets 20 in a surprisingly close game. I don't know if I have quite that much faith in the Jets. Granted, I don't think Ronnie Hillman is going to light the world on fire here, but I do think Peyton Manning is going to make that Jets defense look pretty embarrassed. So I think that the Broncos are winning by two touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised if this could get ugly very quickly. But fantasy-wise, 
definitely start Peyton Manning. There's really no universe that you should not be starting him this week. Ronnie Hillman's really only a flex option for me. I know he's the only running back that's starting for Denver this week. Monte Ball's out. But I haven't been super impressed with him with what I've seen. And quite frankly, I don't think they're going to need the run game to win this game. But I am starting Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders, Wes Welker, Julius Thomas, the defense, anyone that can catch a pass for sure. Uh, But I am going to stay away from kicker Brandon McManus. Again, this is not going to be a game of field goals for Denver. Maybe for the Jets, but not for uh, Denver. What do you think of uh, Cody Latimer? Is he somebody you would start as a flex option in the deeper league? Uh, In a really deep league. I'm not totally sold on it just yet. And he seems like he's probably going to get more playing time this week. I think um, Andre Caldwell left the game last week, and so he might get some more, um, at least some more targets. We'll see if he's able to do anything with them, but uh, that'll be interesting to, to take a look at. Yeah. So for the Jets, I like their run game, so I would go ahead and start both Chris Ivory and Chris Johnson, but stay away from Geno Smith or Michael Vick or whoever starts there. Eric Anybody Decker, that can I, play quarterback for the Jets, just stay away from Yeah, Eric Decker, to me, he's in that Calvin Johnson, uh, A.J. Green you know, bucket. Just don't get fooled by the, the brand value the brand recognition into starting somebody who's not healthy there. So stay away from him. Jeremy Curley, in a deep PPR league, and he's okay. It's stay away from uh, both the tight ends, Jeff Cumberland and Jason Morrow. Defense, I think, is okay to start, but I would stay away from kicker Nick Folk. I don't think he'll be a Folk hero this week. <laughs> that was a good headline, though. <laughs> yeah, once upon a time. So, yeah. Next game up, I don't often – this happens maybe once a year where I predict a shutout because it's just really hard for me to say oh. one team is just going to be so inept that they're not going to score at all. But that's what I see looking at the San Diego and Oakland game. I just don't know how Oakland is their score in this game. They just match up so badly with San they Diego. They have, they have no offense to Speak of. I don't care whether it's Derek Carr or Matt McGloin or Matt Schaub or you know, you know or Jamarcus Russell starting. They, they just yeah, it's it's bad news. I I think San Diego should be able to run and pass pretty much at will. You know they might not run up a ton of points, ring up a ton of points, but they'll do enough. I'll say San Diego twenty four, Oakland nothing. I'm going to predict Oakland scores ten points. I might be the most generous person in America to say that. Like you said, the matchup is awful. And I don't even think being at home helps Oakland, not not against San Diego. But I do think San Diego probably wins this by three touchdowns. So it's going to get it's going to get a little ugly. It's not going to be one you see a lot of on red zone per se. But as far as fantasy points go, if you have somebody that wears a Chargers uniform, it's not a bad week for them. Start Phillip Rivers, start Brandon Oliver, Keenan Allen, Eddie Royal. Malcolm Floyd's more of a flex option for me, but I'm starting Antonio Gates, the defense, and kicker Nick Novak. So everybody. How about Green? Do you are you totally is he totally off your radar now? He is that, totally uh, off my radar. Gates. All right. Well, he's somebody I'm still stashing away on one or two teams, just uh, seeing if maybe that'll change over the course of the season and he emerges late in the year like he did last year. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm certainly not. Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's certainly better options right now, but depending on how deep your league is, how comfortable you are, one loss-wise, you know, you know it might be worth a speculative pickup. For Oakland, yeah, this will be quick. I, I wouldn't start anybody on their team this week. Maybe <laughs> the defense in a deeper league, but I, I just, you know, if, if there were one guy we're going to start, it would probably be wide receiver James Jones, but even that is a stretch. So just the, the, the more, the farther you can stay away from that situation this week, the better off you'll be and the better your fantasy results will be. 
Yeah, I think that's fair to say. I don't I don't think that's much of a stretch. No. So now we get to a game that I think is going to be one of the more entertaining games of the week, and that's Chicago at Atlanta. Atlanta, totally different team at home versus on the road so far yeah. this season, yeah. and I think that trend is going to continue. Much as I'd like to pick Chicago in this game, I just can't. I'll say Atlanta wins this shootout. I'll say Atlanta 35, Chicago 30. I, I don't have too much. It might be 35-32. I think it's going to be a very close, high-scoring game. I think that Chicago's got a chance here. I think they may edge Atlanta out, call it an upset, but really you can flip a coin. This game could go either way. This Atlanta team, like yeah. you said, is a very, very different-looking one at home. So if this were in Chicago, this I would be picking very differently. But since we're in Atlanta, here we are. <laughs> Fantasy-wise, I'm okay starting Jay Cutler this week. I think he's going to bounce back a little bit. I uh, like Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey, Brandon Marshall. All good starts. Uh, I don't like tight end Martellus Bennett. I don't like the matchup for him this week. Definitely staying away from the defense like we alluded to. There are going to be a lot of points on the scoreboard this week. And I'm going to start kicker Robbie Gould because even if he's, start, if he's just kicking extra points, that's probably going to be enough for you this week. So for Atlanta, at the risk of stating the obvious, start Matt Ryan, Stephen <laughs> Jackson, uh, flex option for me. Julio Jones is a little banged up, but if he's healthy enough to play, start him, start Roddy White. Harry Douglas, I'd stay away from. Devin Hester, maybe a flex option. Levine Toilolo, I was high on at the beginning of the season, hasn't done much, so I'd stay away there. Don't start the defense, but kicker Matt Ryan is definitely a good play this week. Yeah, yeah, I think no defenses, but definitely kickers is the theme of this one. Right, and I think that will also be the theme of the next game. You may disagree, but your Cowboys are on the road against Seattle this week, and surprisingly, Seattle's pass defense is giving up, is giving up close to 300 yards a game. You know, they're not quite the juggernaut, at least not on paper, that they were last season, of course, it's still pretty early and they might round into form by the playoffs, but I just I don't know what it is, but I, I just don't really think their defense is going to win this game, but on the other hand, Russell Wilson seems to really be coming into his own as a quarterback in his third season. Dallas, I'm really impressed by their offense and their defense has been passable, but I, I think um, maybe it's just because of the home field advantage, but I'll toss a coin and give this game to Seattle. I'll say Seattle 34, Dallas 31. I don't actually have too much of a problem with the score. I think Dallas will hold their own, but I think it's exactly what you touched on, the fact that Seattle's uh, run defense is much better than their pass defense right now, and the fact that Dallas really needs their run game to work to win the game, and Seattle's going to stifle that a little bit. Tony Romo may be forced to make some decisions he isn't totally comfortable or set on making uh, with, you know, some of the Seattle defense he's going to see. So while it may be a good week for Tony Romo as a fantasy quarterback, I'm not sure this is going to be the best week for Dallas's offense, primarily because their run game isn't going to be that strong. That being said, I keep picking against the Cowboys. Things don't I, happily are going against how I'm picking, but I think Seattle's probably going to edge this one out. Tony Romo, I'm going to start this week. I know some people are on the fence about starting him as the only quarterback, but like you said, the pass defense is giving up quite a bit of yardage. We know that Tony Romo can put the ball in the air. It's just a matter of is he going to throw picks, and if so, how many? I think that the benefits are going to outweigh the negatives for you this week on him as a fantasy quarterback, so I'm going to go ahead and start him and DeMarco Murray because they're going to keep trying to make that run game work, regardless of whether or not it is. Murray will at least be catching some passes. Start Des Bryant. Terrence Williams could be a good flex option. Tight end Jason Witten's going to have a, a good game this week. But I'm staying away from the defense and kicker Dan Bailey. So, actually, I misspoke a little bit before, and Seattle's only, quote-unquote, only giving up about 255 yeah. yards oh, a game pass defense-wise. <laughs> but still, you know, that has them ranked nice almost chunk of in change. the bottom 
10 of the league. They're they're almost they're in the bottom third of the league, which is not so impressive. But uh, for Seattle, I would start quarterback Russell Wilson, start Marshawn Lynch, start Percy Harvin, Doug Baldwin, flex option. Uh, whoever the tight end is, if it's Zach Miller, I think he's going to be out another week. But Luke Wilson, uh, he's okay as a flex option. Yeah, I'd stay away from the other wide receivers, Jermaine Carson, Ricardo Lockett, and stay away from their defense because I think Dallas is going to put up a lot of points. Kicker Stephen Hauschka is a good start this week. So this, this should be an interesting game. Yes, I obviously am very excited to watch it. Uh, I think that even if I weren't a Cowboys fan, this would probably be this. And, I mean, honestly, the with the exception of San Diego-Oakland, the late games are not terrible this week, but I think Chicago, Atlanta, and Dallas and Seattle are kind of the standouts out of the bunch. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Washington, so, Arizona, I think maybe a, a not exactly a blowout, but not the most competitive matchup in the world. I think I'm going to actually pick an upset in that game. I'm just looking at Arizona's quarterback situation and, saying that that's a mess right now. I don't know if it's going to be you know, Carson Palmer or you know whether it's going to be Drew Stanton or Logan Thomas or you know or maybe they'll call Kurt Warner up. You know who knows what they'll do. But I, I just I, I think I'm just not impressed with their offense right now. And I think Washington, in spite of not looking so hot the last couple of weeks, I think they're going to get their act together. You know, Kirk Cousins looked a little bit better last week, which isn't saying much after that Thursday night debacle against the Giants. But, you know, he held his own against the Seahawks. I think here he'll have a better result. I'll pick Chicago, I'll pick Washington to win this game rather easily. I'll say Washington 31, Arizona 21. I had Washington by a touchdown, so we're actually in agreement on this this upset, if you will. Like you said, the quarterback situation is really sketchy out in Arizona. And granted, they've gotten off to a hot start. They're at home. Those are all good things. Washington, however, we've seen Kirk Cousins has run this offense very effectively in the past. I think that he's kind of getting his sea legs. Last week we saw strides from where he had been the week prior and I think this is becoming more his offense as the weeks go on, and I think we're going to finally see that all come together against Arizona. Uh, so I'm definitely going to start Kirk Cousins this week. I'm going to start Alfred Morris, Roy Hallou, more a flex option for me, and kind of more a security blanket for Alfred Morris than anything else. But I am going to start Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, who seems like he's getting closer to 100% healthy. Staying away from all the tight ends, Niles Paul, uh, Jordan Reed, anybody there, it just – it's not working for me right now. Uh, I am going to start the defense, though. I just Arizona really doesn't scare me right now. Okay, for Arizona, I'm going to start um, running back Andre Ellington, and that's about it. Larry Fitzgerald, Ooh. Michael Floyd, John Brown, maybe their flex options if Carson Palmer plays, if Drew Stanton or Logan Thomas plays. I don't want any part of those guys. John Carlson, I mean, it's hard, maybe hard if you're to desperate. start a wide receiver when you don't know a who's going to throw him the ball and b how effective that that guy's really going to be. Even if it is Carson Palmer, I mean, how healthy is he? Yeah, probably not very is the answer. Yeah, I stay away from as much of that situation as I could this week. You know, no, no Chandler, Canton Zaro for me, and yeah, I'd even avoid their defense, which. Yeah. Amazing how Especially a team that's tied for the lead in their division has pretty grim prospects. <laughs> yeah, no, they actually have been giving up 300 yards a game on defense so far. You think of Arizona's defense and you think of you know, you know, Patrick Peterson and Antonio Cromarty and you know, yeah. Tyron yeah. Matthew, but you know, that's, it's really not the strength of their, their defense right now. And Callie Campbell is injured now. So I just, you know, you wonder how much a team can take before they just, you know, before they just sort of crumble from within. But uh, I, other than Andre Ellington, I, I think this is a pretty good situation to avoid this week. Fair enough. I, I think we're both pretty much in agreement on that. Right. So 
Let's the game see, you're watching up, this week. <laughs> the Sunday night game, which yeah. yeah, I'm actually gonna go with the same score I did in the Dallas Seattle game. All you know, talking about the Giants at Philadelphia. Giants mm-hmm. looked really awful the first two games of the season. Sure so so the third game which they won. Last two weeks they're actually looking pretty good. Defense seems to be coming around, offense Seems to be better. They've got Odell Beckham now. It's going to be interesting to see how they're able to compensate for the loss of running back Rashad Jennings. But rookie running back Andre Williams has looked pretty good so far in his brief opportunities. So Philadelphia, they're they're a hard team to get a, a, a read on right now. You know, sure, the record is the record is really good, but you know you don't give up. You know, you, know, you, you just don't give up a twenty. You know, eight point lead in the fourth quarter and expect that, uh, or 21 point, 27 point lead, excuse me, in the fourth quarter and expect to really have a, a good result there. So, yeah, I, I take it back. They were up 34 to 3 and they almost blew that. So it was 31 points late in the third yeah, quarter. But anyway, I just, Philadelphia is not a very impressive four and one team. I think there was a couple of years ago, I forget whether it was Arizona or there was some four and O team where we both looked at them and said, Yeah, there's no way they're making the playoffs and yeah, I wouldn't say that about Philadelphia. I think they should make the playoffs, but they're just not all that impressive. And when all is said and done, I think the Giants will eat this out, I'll say New York thirty four, Philadelphia thirty one. I like it more Philadelphia 37, New York 34, but this game I think we can both safely say is going to be a shootout. This is not a strong defensive matchup here. Like you said, the Giants, we've seen a couple of different sides of them. I think they are more on the upswing now. Eli Manning looks a little more functional. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what the run game looks like this week. Philly, on the other hand, there are moments when they look very good and very dominant, and then there are games where LaShawn McCoy has 19 yards of offense, which is absolutely absurd for the leading yeah. rusher in the league last year. <laughs> yeah, either he's hurt or there's something else going on there. Because, the yeah, fact that that can happen no, is ridiculous. Yeah, there's something that's not right there. I don't know what it is, but uh, and I'm certainly not a, offensive. I, I think it's their offensive line. Uh, people forget last year – I think it was last year the Eagles' offensive line uh, had the same starters for 16 games, and there's something to be said about that consistency. I mean, shoot, it's the reason why Dallas is sort of functional right now, Um, and I think right now that's part of their problem, but I think they're going to edge this one out. They need to win at home. My brother's going to this game, and he's going to be really upset if the Eagles lose, so hopefully we don't have to deal with that. But fantasy-wise for the Giants, start Eli Manning, Like you said, Andre Williams had some good moments last week. I'm going to go ahead and start him this week. There's going to be points for everybody here. Start Victor Cruz and Ruben Randall. I like Odell Beckham as a flex. He was very limited last week. He's still coming off that injury. But I think he's going to, obviously, he's going to be folded into some more plays this week, and it may be worth a flex option for you. Start tight end Larry Donnell. Do not start the defense. I'm staying away from the kicker, too, this week. I think you're going to have better matchups. I just think the Giants are going to be doing a little more uh, on the way of the actual offense versus special teams for points this week. So for Philadelphia, it's it's funny how quickly things change and how fickle the fan base is. You know, a couple of weeks ago, everybody was saying Chip Kelly is just going to revolutionize the NFL with his offense, and mm-hmm. now a couple offensive line injuries later and people are saying, is Nick Foles even any good? What's wrong with LaShawn McCoy? What's wrong with Riley Cooper? What's wrong with the it's defense? the offense, guys, the offensive line, I swear. <laughs> so, but I, I think they'll they'll put up a reasonable amount of points against the Giants. I would start Nick Foles. I'll, I'll still start LaShawn McCoy, uh, Darren Foles. I think you can start him, but I'm more comfortable with him as a flex option. Jeremy Macklin, Definitely start Riley Cooper and Jordan Matthews are flex options for me. Zach Ertz is worth starting. Uh, I would start Cody Parkey, the kicker, but I'd stay away from the Eagles defense. Yeah, yeah, this is a a no-defense zone here. (laughs) Yeah. 
So the next game, we start the week with a divisional rivalry game. We end the week with a divisional rivalry game, and that's the Monday night game between San Francisco and St. Louis, which will take place in St. Louis. In spite of that, I think San Francisco is going to get the victory here. Austin Davis has looked pretty impressive, at least in the fourth quarter he did last week for St. Louis. Brian Quick has emerged. But, you know, Zach Stacy has been a disappointment, and, you know, Jared Cook's been okay. But, yeah, I just think San Francisco is, is just going to be able to run the ball at will all day, or I should say all night against St. Louis. And <laughs> I'll pick San Francisco to win this by a field goal. I'll say San Francisco 27 and the Rams 24. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I can agree with most of that. I think that the Rams will surprise people by hanging in as long as they do with the 49ers and giving them a little bit of a run for their money. If if the Rams were to win this game, I wouldn't be overly surprised. It would be more a happy surprise. I think they have it in them. I just don't know if it would all come together with the pressure of – Having the 49ers in their house on a Monday night on, you know, the grandest stage of them all, it just, I don't know if they're quite there yet. San Francisco hasn't really wowed me, particularly Colin Kaepernick, because I've been underwhelmed by him this year. Second quarterback option at best for me. Uh, Absolutely start Frank Gore, like you said. The St. Louis run defense isn't something really to write home about. Frank Gore is one of the best. It's not going to be a a pretty sight for St. Louis. I am going to start Anquan Bolden, um, but beyond that, I'm staying away from the rest of wide receivers. I don't want to start tight end Vernon Davis this week. I will start the defense. This is not going to, I mean, especially with some of the games that are going to be blowouts, and I'm looking at you, San Diego, and some of these high-scoring games, especially in the later part of Sunday, I think that this is going to be a better defensive matchup than you're going to see in a lot of other games, even though it'll still be close. But don't start kicker Phil Dawson. I think you're going to be uh, better off elsewhere. Okay, for St. Louis, I would start quarterback Austin Davis. Stay away from the running back situation there with Zach Stacy being injured, Benny Cunningham. I'm not sure what to expect of him yet. Uh, Wide receiver Brian Quick having himself a nice breakout season. Start him. Kenny Britt showed signs of life last week. He's a flex option for me. Start tight end Jared Cook. Start kicker uh, Greg Zerline. And I'm even comfortable starting the defense. Greg the leg. All right. Making an appearance. (laughs) Yeah, usually I'm picking against him. But uh, this week, even though I'm picking his team to lose, I, I think there'll be enough there for him, enough points to make it worthwhile starting him. I'm sure I'm sure he's out there listening somewhere smiling, just knowing the Sherpa's got his back this week. <laughs> or his leg. Or his leg, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. but, so we have a minute. I'm just kind of curious, uh, what's your philosophy about trades at this time of the season? Most people have a pretty good sense of whether their team is in contention or not. If you're not in contention, if, assuming you're in a single season league, are you uh, trying to blow up your team? Where, what do you? What's your thoughts at this point? Are you giving up on underperforming guys like you know, Tory Smith and you know, some of the and say Larry Fitzgerald, or are you? Uh, what's your philosophy I'm, I'm there? I'm not generally having a fire sale, but I'll move some guys and see if I can change up my lineup at least a little bit to be. Maybe I'm not going to win it all, but I'm not going to finish in the basement of my league either. I'd like to keep it a little uh, respectable. So I'm I make trades. I'm open to them, but I I'm not going to go out and start you know giving away Tom Brady just because he had a bad week either. What about you? All right. Well, how about here's a case um, study for you, uh, Adrian Peterson. <laughs> I yeah. going into this week, I had him on two of my teams. Coming out of this week, I'll have him on zero of my teams. Uh, Do you agree that it's time to pull the plug, cut the cord on him, or should people be holding on to him in hopes that somehow... I I was in the same boat as you. I was still holding on to him uh, on the off chance that he got this resolved and we got him back at least for a few weeks. It's worth the points, but after today's day in court, I don't think that's a realistic possibility, and he is going to be jettisoned quickly from my teams. Okay, there you have it. There you go. Uh, hopefully you listened to us and you kept Tom Brady this week. Get rid of Adrian Peterson. So, 
Uh, we will be back with you next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every week. You can find us all week long on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Find us at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and at FantasyFootballSherpa.com, as well as emailing us at the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And like I said, we're always here to answer your start-sit questions and pretty much just talk about football in general. So if you have something you want to throw away, feel free to get a hold of us all over social media. All right. Have a good week, everybody. Good luck, and thanks for the show, Jana.